0: Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer, non-diet nutritionist, and body image coach. And I'm on a mission to help all women break free from body image hangups so they can do the amazing things they are called to do in this world. If you're looking to feel healthy, happy, and confident without dieting, restriction, and punitive workouts, or obsessing over the scale, you're in the right place. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey there, welcome back to part three of our five-part series on how to eat normally. This is episode 55 of the Joyful Movement Show, and we are talking today all about the most common fears or concerns that people have as they consider ditching dieting or restrictive eating in favor of intuitive eating. Now, if you haven't yet listened to episode 53 or 54 yet, I recommend starting there first and listening to this series in order As I'm building on the subject each week and today's episode will make a lot more sense if you've got the background of episode 53 and 54 already. I also want to remind you before we get into today's topic of the two free resources that I have available for you right now to help you get started on your food freedom journey. The first is my free What Type of Eater Are You quiz. You can find that on my website at radiantvitality.ca slash iequiz. That stands for intuitive eating quiz. And when you answer the questions there, you'll find some insight into your eating style and then some tips to help you make peace with food depending on your unique eating behavior. And secondly, we have the Joyful Movement Show community, our free Facebook group where we're doing a 30-day intuitive eating challenge for the month of November. I really encourage you to join us over in the group. It's a great community full of women just like you who are curious about a different way of relating to food and exercise. And I'm in there regularly sharing tips and answering questions as well. So it's a great place to get started with all this kind of thing. Okay, so let's review what we've learned over the last two weeks. Back on episode 53, we talked about why we struggle so hard to eat well, even though we have the best of intentions. Why even though we want to eat, quote, healthy or embrace moderation, we find ourselves eating all the so-called bad foods. We feel as though if we don't have a plan to follow, we'll go right off the rails. And we talked about how we internalize that and make it mean it's our fault or that we failed or we didn't have enough discipline or willpower, that there must be something wrong with us that we just can't figure this out. But we learned that it's not your fault. You didn't fail. When you, quote, break your diet, it doesn't mean that you did something wrong. It means your body responded in exactly the right way, the way that it's designed to when food is scarce. We learned back in episode 53 that the reason you struggle to eat well is because of our body's biological response to restriction. Any restriction, whether it's calories, portion control, omitting certain foods, or even just mentally labeling foods as good or bad, they all have the same result, which is to crave and usually binge or eat past fullness and satisfaction on those restricted foods. You'll remember that our brain cannot tell the difference between imposed restriction for weight loss and true famine. So our brain does what it needs to do to ensure our survival, which is to get as much of the food that is scarce while it can and stock up for the next famine, aka the Monday reset or the next diet or plan. We call that the binge and restrict cycle and it's absolutely not your fault and is purely your miraculous biology at work. And we discussed the solution to this never-ending shame spiral is to give ourselves unconditional permission to eat any food, any time, any amount, for any reason. And then last week on episode 54, I introduced you to intuitive eating and how it can be the vehicle to experiencing food freedom. I explained how it is an evidence-based approach to health and eating that's all about tuning into your own body's cues rather than listening to external rules to inform how you eat, what you eat, and when you eat. Now, in episode 54, we explored the 10 guiding principles of intuitive eating, which all center around honoring your hunger, fullness, and satisfaction while rejecting the diet mentality in all its sneaky forms and making peace with food. And though we're honoring our body's biological hunger, we're also acknowledging that we do eat for many non-biological reasons, celebration, comfort, nostalgia, or simply just because a delicious food is available and we want to experience it. Giving ourselves unconditional permission to eat means allowing ourselves that freedom to choose to eat, even if we're not biologically hungry, and understanding that doing so isn't bad or wrong. Rather, you're meeting an emotional, mental, or spiritual need, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Unconditional permission is such a critical step towards food freedom because if you don't fully believe that it's okay to eat whatever you want, or you still label certain foods as good or bad, then you will continue to feel deprived and ultimately overeat, and you'll block yourself from feeling truly satisfied with your eating. And when you're not fully satisfied, you'll always be on the lookout for something, anything to satisfy that craving. On the other hand, when there's full permission and you truly know that food will always be available anytime you want, then it doesn't seem so urgent or as intense. Food loses its power over you and that's where we find food freedom. However, for the person who's spent their entire life trying to get their eating quote under control, this idea of unconditional permission to eat can be downright scary and rightly so. If your experience to date has always been such that if you're not on a diet or closely watching what you eat, then you're out of control around food, you're not going to have a lot of trust in your body to regulate itself, and naturally you would wonder if this could work for you. It can feel like intuitive eating might seem like a free-for-all that would end you in a food coma. Perhaps you don't even know what your internal signals are anymore, so you wouldn't know where to even begin. Those are real and legitimate concerns. So let's talk about some of these main concerns and fears that people have about embracing intuitive eating, and I'll provide some facts to hopefully put your mind at ease. Number one, I won't stop eating or I'm addicted to food. So you fear that if you give yourself permission to eat as much as you want, you'll eat far past fullness and won't be able to stop. Perhaps that's been your experience in the past when you've loosened the reins, then you found yourself eating to the point where you feel overly full and even unwell. It can absolutely feel like you're addicted to food because of how intense the urge to eat is and how out of control you feel when you do eat. But I assure you, it's not food addiction. It's beyond the scope of this episode to dive into the science of addiction and the research around food addiction, but let me summarize why it feels like an addiction, but actually isn't. With true addiction, the more you use a substance that you're addicted to, the more you crave it. I'm generalizing here, of course, but there's no endpoint with drugs or alcohol addiction. It generally keeps progressing. But if you abstain from using, the urges gradually go away and you enter recovery. It's the exact opposite with food. The only time people or rats engage in addictive or out-of-control behavior around food is when it's restricted or withheld. When food is readily available without rules or restriction, that type of behavior is generally not observed. In other words, that out of control feeling is a very natural response to restriction and very well could be your experience as you adjust to intuitive eating. If you've been living in a restricted state and your pattern in the past after an episode of indulgence or overeating is to slam on the brakes and do a reset or a cleanse or start a new diet, then your body has learned that in order to get its needs met and survive the next famine, it has to stockpile as much food as possible even at the expense of feeling unwell. But I promise it won't be like this forever. Have you ever been on a vacation like a cruise or to a resort where there is just so much new and interesting, delicious food and tons of it at all you can eat buffets? If so, you know that on the first day of your vacation, you probably ate all the things and in large quantities. But by the end of the week, the novelty is worn off and you're choosing the things that you really desire in the quantities that satisfy without feeling stuffed. That's how it works with intuitive eating too. We go through a period of habituation and yes, sometimes we overeat, but it helped me to remember that my brain and body were just learning to trust me again. Every time I overeat, I learned from it. I gave myself grace and I moved on. And I was really conscious to not fall into guilt or shame and held a really firm line that I wouldn't pay for it by exercising it off or by eating light the next day. And eventually, those episodes of overeating became less and less, and I was more sensitive to my hunger and fullness cues, and I was able to respond more appropriately to them. I like to think of this process of habituation like a pendulum, When you're very strictly restricting food, it's as if the pendulum is pulled as far to the right as it can go, so that if you let that go, it's going to swing way over to the left and look like an out-of-control binge. Our old pattern might have been to pull the pendulum right back to the right and tighten things up again. But the solution is rather to loosen the control. When we stop restricting, there's room for body trust to be cultivated and those swings become smaller and less frequent until eventually they just disappear and you find yourself feeling content and peaceful around food and can eat without fear. Concern number two is I won't eat healthfully. Along the same lines, people often worry that if they can eat whatever they want, All they'll ever eat is pizza, donuts, and wine. And similarly to my first point, you might at first eat a lot of your previously forbidden foods. But also similarly to my first example of going on a vacation where you forget all about your food rules and eat whatever you want. Maybe you indulge while you're away, but what's the first thing you do when you get home? Usually it's to make a nourishing home-cooked meal. I know I did that long before I ever knew of intuitive eating. After a few days of eating restaurant food, I always couldn't wait to get home and just eat some vegetables. That's evidence that your body knows what it needs to feel and function its best. You absolutely will crave all foods, nutritious foods too. Getting there starts by neutralizing all foods, removing the good and bad or unhealthy and healthy labels, and disconnecting any moral value from what you eat. Intuitive eaters accept that all food is food and all food offers nourishment and something of value to your body, mind, and spirit. As you honor your hunger, fullness, and satisfaction and really tune in to how foods make you feel, you'll begin to choose foods that make you feel good and avoid the ones that don't. You'll remember from last week's episode that gentle nutrition is one of the principles of intuitive eating. Once you make peace with food and demoralize all foods, then you'll eventually start to experiment with what types of foods you can add in that support your health and well-being. And though this is something we can't really get into on this podcast today, it is possible to also adopt this approach, even if you live with health conditions. Okay, the third concern I often hear is, well, I've tried it before and it doesn't work for me. This is something that I've heard from time to time from people who've tried to eat when they're hungry and stop when they're full, but think they failed because they found themselves eating for emotional reasons or indulging at social events when they're not hungry, or they say they've stopped dieting and they're allowing all foods, but they still have opinions of what is good and bad and feel that they're eating quote, too much of the so-called bad foods. Here's the thing, that isn't truly intuitive eating. There wasn't full permission there to eat whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted, as much as you wanted. We call this pseudo permission. With pseudo permission, you still hold beliefs about what's good and bad or right and wrong. And as such, you're still going to feel guilty and ashamed when you quote mess up, thereby keeping yourself on the cycle. As they say, the only way out is through. You've got to go all in with the permission. Maybe not all at once. I definitely recommend taking your time with habituating because too much at once can be overwhelming, but then be patient with yourself as you're going through it. Perhaps if you've tried something like this before, you just didn't give yourself enough time to habituate. You were probably right in the thick of that rapid pendulum swing and got scared by how your body was responding. So keep in mind that intuitive eating is a process. This isn't a six week or even a six month plan. It's a lifelong journey of unlearning and relearning. I mean, myself, I'm two years in and I'm still learning. It's a whole lot easier now. But honestly, that first year was a lot of experiments, a lot of trial and error and a lot of lessons with lots of grace required. The fourth concern I hear is, well, my hunger and fullness cues don't work. And this definitely comes up from time to time. For some people, particularly those who have been career dieters eating by rules and the clock for so many years, sometimes the hunger and fullness signals actually do get shut right down. They don't get the rumbling in their tummy to signal that it's time to eat, and they don't recognize when they've had enough. That's a survival tactic of the brain. If the brain learns that you won't respond to hunger cues, it learns to shut it off and puts its energy into trying to keep you alive. It also shuts off fullness so that when you do eat, you get enough to survive the next period of scarcity. Or there's some people who feel like they're always hungry and worry that they're insatiable. That was me. I always felt hungry. All of these things can make learning intuitive eating a little more challenging, but it's certainly absolutely possible. I've worked with a number of people like this and I experience this myself, so I know that it works, although I would say if that's you, it would be really beneficial to work with an intuitive eating coach one-to-one to help you with your unique needs. The lucky thing is we have more than one way to tell if we're hungry or full. Often there are other cues like thinking about food or feeling distracted. I've learned that those are my early hunger cues. For me, it turns out that I always felt hungry because I was always under eating. I never ate to true fullness when I was dieting, so it took some practice to become familiar with what normal fullness feels like. But now I've noticed that food stops tasting good As I'm approaching fullness, I don't need to eat to the point where I'm stuffed to understand that I'm full. And the last concern is the fear of weight gain. I saved this one for last, but it's a very common fear for women who are considering intuitive eating. Here's the thing, gaining weight is a possibility with intuitive eating. So is losing and so is staying the same. Each person's body responds differently depending on what their relationship to food has looked like in the past. If you've been undereating, there's a good chance you'll gain. If you've been eating past fullness consistently, well, you might lose. Either way, you'll land at your happy weight. The weight that allows you to feel and function your best, but doesn't require all your energy and effort to maintain it, and you'll experience less weight fluctuations. Now, we've talked about health at every size here on the show lots of times, so we know that health and weight are not the same thing. Health is a product of your habits, not the number on the scale. And intuitive eating is a habit that's been shown to have health-promoting benefits. So you don't have to worry about being unhealthy if you adopt intuitive eating, even if you gain weight, even if that means you're not in the so-called normal BMI range. Intuitive eating is rooted in body respect, so it's all about choosing what's good for you and supportive of your health. However, often the fear of weight gain, if we're really honest with ourselves, is not really about health, but rather about what people will think of us. We worry if people will still accept us or find us attractive or what they might think if they see us eating and enjoying all foods, particularly if we don't fit the so-called thin ideal. That fear of judgment is a major barrier to beginning intuitive eating, and I so get it. I felt that myself, and so do so many of the women that I've worked with. Now, I do have a whole other episode on this topic. It's episode 48, which is titled, I'd love to give up dieting, but what will people think? So go back and listen to that. But I will say that if fear of weight gain is the one thing that's keeping you from embracing intuitive eating, then my advice to you would be to really dig into what's behind that fear. Ask yourself some really serious questions about what matters to you. How do you want to feel about food and about yourself and your body? Is your current food behavior or relationship with food giving you the result you want? Do you feel the way you want to feel? What matters to you? And is that judgment you fear actually real or are you assuming it based on your own internalized fat phobia? How willing are you to choose what feels best for you despite what others think? Only you can determine what feels like the best course of action for you but if you've been looking at intuitive eating and listening to all these episodes and the only thing that's stopping you is fear of weight gain, then maybe you want to weigh out the pros and cons. Make a list of all the benefits of your current way of eating versus the potential benefits of intuitive eating and then list out the cons for both. For me, I'll be totally honest with you. When we live in a society that favors thinness, you can't help but have thoughts of maybe my life would be better if I lost weight. So I still have those thoughts on occasion. But when I do, I mentally list out the pros and cons. And I come up with nothing but cons for going back to restriction. There's not one good thing I can think of. And then I think of all the things that are available to me now, food freedom, feeling great in my body, having freedom of thought to think about all the other things that really matter to me. The sacrifice simply isn't worth it. Okay, so fear of weight gain aside, all of the other fears we talked about today have to do with trusting ourselves and our body. Trusting that our body does work and will give the signals so we know when to eat, what to eat and how much. It's a bit of a leap of faith to trust your body when your evidence to date has been that permission to eat equals loss of control. It's a leap of faith because the only way to build that trust is by removing the restriction and trying it out, giving yourself full permission to eat so that those internal cues can be reawakened. We have to relearn what hunger and fullness feels like and what satisfies us. We have to learn how foods make us feel, and that involves a whole lot of trial and error, and yes, making mistakes. The most important advice I can give you is to think of eating and habituating as an experiment. When you're relearning to tune into your body's signals after years of relying on external rules, it makes sense that you're going to miss the mark sometimes. You're going to eat past fullness. You're going to miss an early hunger cue and get too hungry, or you're going to fall into old habits of labeling foods and limiting portions. You're going to eat foods that don't necessarily make you feel your best. But try to think of it all as just data. When you miss the mark, your body will let you know. Oops, I overate. Now my tummy hurts. Oops, I didn't eat when I was first hungry and now I'm shaky and ravenous. Oops, I ate that certain food and now I have a headache. It's all learning. There's no need for guilt or shame. It doesn't mean you failed or you did it wrong. Acknowledge the mistake, learn from it, and decide what you're going to do differently next time. But more importantly, acknowledge your wins. Notice how you feel when you honor your hunger, when you respond to your fullness and satisfaction. Take note of how your body and mind function when you listen to its cues. Remember to keep body respect and your well-being as your priority, and in time you'll make more and more choices that feel good, and less and less that don't. And before you know it, eating will become something you don't even think about. It's just part of your day, like everything else. Okay, so that is it for today. Next week, we'll be having a guest on the show, a client of mine, Stacy, who has really embraced intuitive eating after years of cereal dieting. It's always helpful to hear how real people have got on. So she'll share her experience and the difference that intuitive eating has made in her life. And then we'll wrap up the series in two weeks with some strategies to navigate the holidays to reduce the stress around eating and avoid that new year, new you nonsense on January 1st. In the meantime, you can stay connected on my social channels at Radiant Vitality Wellness or come join us inside our free Facebook community, the Joyful Movement Show community. If you loved this episode, as always, your reviews and shares are very much appreciated. Thank you for supporting the show and listening and helping to spread this message to other women who need to hear it. So I'll see you back here next Monday. And in the meantime, be well and here's to your Radiant Vitality. Thanks for tuning in to the Power in Motion podcast today. Ready to drop your body image hang-up so you can confidently create your healthiest, happiest life? Awesome, you can get started today by taking my five-day mini course, how to feel great in and about your body, no matter what the scale says. Inside this five-day video training, you'll learn how to get motivated to exercise, stop cravings and binge eating, set health goals beyond the scale, eat normally without rules or a plan, and accept your body. Find unshakable confidence even if you don't love how you look. For just $27, you'll receive one under 10-minute video lesson per day for five days delivered straight to your inbox, reflection worksheets to help you integrate your learning, and links to bonus resources to go even deeper with the work. You can get started right now by visiting radiantvitality.ca slash 5-day training. I'll see you inside.